Mindfulness Mode 195. You know, mindset is pretty much everything. There's so many things you could do to kind of improve on your business or to try, but if your mindset's not right, if, if it's not into it, it's, it makes things 10 times more difficult. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness on today's Mindfulness Mode with me, your host and Mindfulness Life Coach, Bruce Langford. Mindful Tribe, a few episodes ago, I was telling you I'd be speaking at a conference in Florida called PodFest. I've just returned and had a great time, learned so much about podcasting, met so many great people. Mindful Tribe, some of you reached out to me through email and we met in Orlando, had lunch and some great conversation. It's so awesome to connect in person with you, my listeners. Thanks so much for connecting with me. As a result of PodFest, I will be making Mindfulness Mode even better, and I'll be asking you for ideas. Stay tuned on that. Last time on Mindfulness Mode, I interviewed Nicholas Upchurch of Believe.Love. This was an inspiring interview, so you may want to check it out if you haven't heard it yet. Today, I talk with a health expert who helped his mother through a frightening bout with cancer and turn her around full circle. A very informative and well worth hearing episode. Settle back, relax, and enjoy today's Mindfulness Mode. Okay, Mindful Tribe, I'm excited to get started. I've got Donnie DeSanta here in the line today. Hey, Donnie, are you in Mindfulness Mode? Absolutely, Bruce. That's great. Donnie DeSanti is a health and wellness coach, teaching people to lose weight and regain their energy naturally so they never diet again. Before coaching, he battled ADHD and had some medication challenges before making changes in his diet and lifestyle. He has successfully been medication-free for over 20 years. He also witnessed his mother go through a, a struggle, clearing her breast cancer through holistic methods. She is now cancer-free and has been for 19 years. It's become Donnie's passion to help others renew their health and enjoy life to their fullest potential. So Donnie, you've done some pretty amazing things. Let's start with mindfulness. What does mindfulness actually mean to you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, mindfulness uh, to me is, you know, is just being, it's a, a certain consciousness and awareness of life. And it's not just, uh, let me wake up, go to work and make breakfast and, and these things that just kind of consume life, but it's a little more kind of going deeper into, you know, more of the meaning of life and being conscious of, of what is kind of going on in life. So, you know, it's, it, it's part of that inner journey. And, and that's something that, uh, as you mentioned, kind of dealing with medication and ADHD that, that definitely got me on that journey of kind of going more in inward and, uh, and being more conscious of life. Well, I know a lot of a lot of young people are diagnosed with with ADHD and problems, and they're put on meds. And tell me your story because that was a while ago, and you were on ADHD. You were experiencing ADHD and put on meds. What was that like for you? Well, it was. I was kind of like a, a nightmare of a child growing up, and you know, had a lot of behavioral issues, and and you know, tough student. Got, you know, was getting bad grades and. You know, it was about fourth grade where I was diagnosed with ADHD after my teacher started complaining a bunch. And, you know, I was, I was soon after diagnosed and put on medication. And, 
you know, I was kind of a troubled child. Definitely, you know, we're talking about that mindfulness. You know, I was troubled in that kind of area. You know, I was scared yeah. a lot, had a lot of worries. And then when I when I was put on medication, I, I would say it helped. Uh, yeah, definitely on paper, it helped. I started getting good grades, and and my behavior became better. But you know, just you know, it, internally, I, I hated the way it made me feel. I, I felt broken and embarrassed, and you know, you know, I just felt different, and never really shared it with any of my friends or anyone. Uh, so, you know, although medication was kind of helping me get better grades, uh, you know, I was kind of torn there and still kind of struggled with that mindfulness and still was kind of that worrisome kid. So it was definitely a struggle for, for many years. And so what took you to the point where you actually got off the meds? Yeah, that, that was, uh, you know, I guess life kind of throws things at you. And, you know, it wasn't until my teen years and about high school where a woman actually came to, to my school and, and gave a talk on how she reversed her cancer through through natural methods and really kind of captivated my my attention, which was really hard, you know, back yeah. then. And, yeah. uh, and I was just thinking, like, hey, if she can do this with her cancer, you know, I can definitely probably get off medication and, and you know help my condition. So it really kind of started me on the path of health. And and you know, I was I just thought about like, let me see how healthy I can get. What if I just became the healthiest? I can be, you know, can I get off these meds? And, you know, that just, you know, started a little flame and, and took me on the journey that I am now. And, and uh, you know, mindfulness was a big part of that. So did you start by changing some of the foods you regularly ate? Absolutely. Uh, you know, that was, I, I knew, you know, even before getting on that journey that, you know, for me, sugar was kind of that trigger. Mm. And, you, you know, talk about focus and, and, <laughs> And kind of putting my mind into into like a panic. Well, sugar was one of those things, you know, sugar and artificial colors and artificial flavors. It would just kind of set this switch off of me where I had a tough time focusing and and sitting still. And so that was like the first place I started was, well, let me see if I can remove all these sugars and and processed sweeteners. Like what would happen? And that that made a big difference. I was able to focus more and and settle down more and it was more calm. So that was probably the, that, that was the starting point right there is, <clears throat> is changing up my diet by removing all these sugars. And then what about exercise? Did you start implementing exercise in your life more? You know, I was always, I was always a pretty active kid, real mm-hmm. involved in sports. Uh, I would say the next step from that, which I'm sure your listeners have heard about, was, was becoming more mindful and, and incorporating a meditation practice was probably the next big step. You know, I, I, I looked at it as like, you know, I started to hear more about meditation and, you know, I was really into sports. So, so the diet, you know, changing my diet, I, I saw it was all helping my sports, you, you know, my, my performance in sports. Mm-hmm. And I just, I thought about like, what about meditating too? Like before games and things, maybe that would help it as well. And it, and it did. Uh, so I would say that was the next big step for me. Oh, so how old were you when you started meditating? Uh, I was probably, you know, 16, 16, 17. I was definitely 16, 15 or 16 probably around then. Yeah, that's uh, pretty cool because not a lot of teenagers at that age are looking into meditation. At least I don't think so. No, and they, and they should be. I, I, think yeah. they, I think it would benefit a lot more kids. Um, and yeah, I don't even know how I, fa- I kind of stumbled on it. And mm-hmm. yeah, definitely it helped a lot. And uh, I've, I've kind of been in love with it since. 
Yeah, I totally agree. There are more teenagers that should be experimenting with that because it can really help you get focused and well, just basically improve your life and f- just feel a lot better. And so yeah. then you got really immersed in the whole idea of being healthy. And where did it take you next, Donnie? Well, and, and then from there, you know, once I got into it, it was it was soon after where I started getting off the medication and, and that you know, I would say from there, you know, going through college years and, you know, medication free and uh, even into now my adult years, uh, the, 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 the kind of the passion for health just kept growing and growing. And uh, it was, you know, later in my adult years where I started, you know, people started asking me questions about it. I became, started to become more knowledgeable about it and actually went back to school for it and, you know, started to kind of help other people because people were asking me all these questions and, uh, you know, and I, I wanted to help them. And so that's kind of led me to where I am now on this kind of health journey and now health coach and helping other people kind of rescue back their own health. So it's, it's been quite a journey. So tell me about the kind of exercise that is in your life now. Yeah, I, it's, you know, I, I, I'm all about movement. You know, I, I know exercise, people kind of just assume it's, it's just going to the gym. And although I, I, I do enjoy going to the gym, you know, I'm all about just incorporating exercise in, in any capacity of movement in, in our lives. So from, you know, working out at a gym to going on hikes to surfing to, you know, doing some kind of stretching or yoga or, you know, just walking around with the family or riding bikes, you know, so I'm, I'm very into just getting our body bodies moving. You know, we're moving beings, not, not sedentary beings like we've kind of become. Uh, and, so I, I promote any kind of movement, really, not necessarily just getting to a gym, but, uh, you know, any ways we can just move more in life. So that, that's really what I'm about. So when you work with people, they come to you and they, they want to improve their life in their health. How do you help inspire them to start moving and make exercise a more active part of their life? Yeah, well, first, you know, first, a lot of times people come to me and they have no energy to to kind of get moving more exercise and, you know, to just start out there, be like, hey, let's, you know, get a gym membership and go to the gym. You know, it's, it's kind of hard because people don't have that energy. I mean, yeah. life is energy. We need energy. It, it, it moves through us. And if there's kind of a, you know, a block, it's just, it, it, you know, we become stagnant and it's really hard to get moving. So we really focus on getting that energy up changing what's on their plate, adding more, you know, healthy, nutritious foods into their diet. Uh, and then when that energy's up, then we explore ways that they can move more, things that they enjoy, uh, starting small with just, uh, you know, a morning walk. Um, you know, when people start to get this energy, they want to use it. And it, it's not this matter of, okay, let me motivate you to go to the gym. You know, it's not even about that anymore. We, we find what they want to do. And it became, it becomes a lot more, easier it's not this struggle of let me go burn off calories it's, it's something they want to do because they feel so good doing it yeah that makes perfect sense now if i had a son who was super active and the teachers and doctors were urging me to start him on a drug like ritalin what would you say to me you know for i i would look first to 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 the diet i i think diet plays a big role uh when i was diagnosed with adhd there was like me and one other kid i think in, in my my school or class that that yeah. I knew that had it. And now we have classrooms full of it. Yes. And so, and I think one of the things that has changed considerably over the, in the last couple of decades is our food and especially the food we're giving to kids nowadays. Uh, I, I think, you know, we are what we eat and 
you know, giving these kids this kind of nutrient-less food, it, it has a big impact. They're, they're very underdeveloped. Their brains are very raw. And to give them these things, you know, with, that are sugar-laden, you know, day after day, meal after meal, it's going to have an effect. And you can't really expect a kid to just sit still and pay attention when, you know, they're kind of, you know, hopped up on sugar. I, I know from experience. I know, yeah. what, I know what it's like. So that would be the first place to look is, is what kind of diet do they have? What kind of foods are you giving them? Are you giving them kind of brain foods, right? And because a lot of the foods nowadays are not really – they're not really feeding, you know, these children's brains. And, uh, you know, we're seeing the effects of that. Yeah, for sure. And processed sugars. I mean, all you have to do is walk down the cereal aisle. And, you know, I oh, saw yeah. I saw a cereal that was like chocolate chip cookies in every bite. And I'm like, you know, that just freaks me out. You know, <laughs> like, like, yeah, I have ice cream. Yeah, crazy. Like there's just so many processed sugars in so many packaged and packaged food items that you buy. Absolutely. So how can you kind of start to change your your method of eating? I mean, we're so used to eating these processed foods. Yeah, yeah, and it's a process in itself to to kind of change these habits, right? Like kids, uh, you know, they're they can be picky eaters as is. And mm-hmm. so it's more about you know, you can't expect to just, okay, today's the day we're switching everything up and you're emptying, you know, you're getting rid of their cereals and their snacks. It's not, it's not like that. It has to be a gradual effect. So, you know, I'm all more about, okay, what are some ways we can add this good food into their day to day? You know, find things they enjoy, you know, get a little creative, maybe sneak some things in here and there, or, you know, get them onto maybe some green smoothies or fruit smoothies. Uh, you know, any way we can kind of, you know, get this thing in, you know, day by day, these little wins, it starts to create a change. You know, it starts to create a ripple effect. So, uh, you know, I would say start small. You know, don't, you know, as a parent, you know, don't go in to try to like overhaul that your child starting Monday um, because it's not going to work. And so, you know, find maybe instead of those cocoa pebbles or the chocolate cereal, maybe you upgrade the cereal a little bit. Maybe making kind of a, a homemade cereal or like an oatmeal with some flavored, you know, uh, nuts and berries and a little sweetener. It, it, it might go a long way. So, you know, let's look first to ways we can upgrade each meal. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, Donnie. And I know, you know, we as adults need to change our style first before we can expect our kids to change. That's for Absolutely. sure. You know, Absolutely. because if I'm sitting around drinking a Coke and eating a bunch of cookies or whatever, I can't expect my child not to. I know I went on a 30-day sugar-free uh, program about, a, I don't know, two, three years ago. And I mean, I was just amazed at how it made me feel. I felt so much more energy. I felt just... I felt a lot less of the peaks and valleys that I mm-hmm. used to experience. And so I just made the decision, you know, I was going to stick with it and, and keep that lifestyle. But it's really not easy to, to you know, convince some other people that, hey, you know, that can be a really good choice in your life. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, uh, absolutely. You've had some amazing, amazing success with with cancer and some of those kinds of uh, diseases. And I know with your mother, that was pretty miraculous. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, so my mother was diagnosed about 19 years ago with breast cancer. And, you know, by then I was kind of off medication, but really into the, the health kind of field and uh, or the health journey. And... 
you know, it was a real blow to our family and obviously, and, you know, right away when she got diagnosed, I was like, mom, you need to talk to the woman who actually influenced me, you know, to, to kind of get on my health journey. And she did and, and really kind of encouraged my mom down a, you know, kind of a holistic route with, with the breast cancer. And my mom felt it in her heart to kind of, you know what, there's, there's gotta be other ways to kind of deal with this in a more natural way. And, you know, she really didn't have the support of, of kind of the, her doctors at all. And in fact, they, they said if you, you know, you, they wanted her to do chemo and radiation. And, uh, they said, if you didn't go down this route, you, you would be dead in six months. And which, which was tough to hear, yes. but my mom kind of felt it in her heart that, you know, that's not the, the route for me. And she went an alternative route and, uh, it was definitely hard. It was a struggle, but, uh, we learned a lot. Uh, it definitely just even further fueled my kind of passion for health and what's possible and healing. And, you know, now here my mom is now 19 years later, uh, cancer free. And, uh, the doctors don't even really know what she did, but they said, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. And, uh, so it was a pretty amazing, uh, definitely amazing, uh, journey. That is amazing. So, so she had breast cancer. Did she have a lump in her breast? And if so, did she have that removed or what? Yeah, yeah. She did have a mastectomy. Uh, they did, you know, doctors did go in there and, and, and take that away. Uh, but, uh, you know, they still wanted to follow up with chemo and radiation. But, uh, you know, she went a, a, a different route. Right. So she's just still into the healthy living, healthy foods, exercise, yeah, the same kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, that's an amazing story, Donnie. I love that. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So I know that there are so many extras we can add to our diet to really help us, to give us energy, things like that. I know I was reading about chia seeds this morning and how powerful they are and flax. Could you expand a little bit on some of those kinds of things that we can add to our diets? Absolutely. Yeah, so things like flaxseed and chia seeds you know, contain something called, uh, called omega-3 fatty acids. Uh, and now fatty acids are, are something that our bodies need. Okay. They're essential fatty acids. And anytime that's kind of a buzzword essential. Anytime we hear that word essential, it means we need to get it from somewhere else. It means our body doesn't produce it. And, and these fatty acids play a, a whole host of, of roles in our body. In particular, they definitely support our brain health. Okay, uh, and now that word, just fat in general, is something that has kind of become taboo, you know, in in kind of the health, uh, I, I guess, the health realm. You know, we we've avoided fat for so many years because we we assume fat makes us fat, but it's not the case. Okay, our our brain is actually, uh, you know, made up of fat, and it needs fat to thrive. And we're seeing this in in a lot of you know, different ailments. We're seeing a lack of fat, you know, associated to things like depression and anxiety disorders and, and even links to things like Alzheimer's and, and Parkinson's. So when we're adding things in like chia seeds and flax seeds, you know, this is brain food and, and it's, it's, you know, it's feeding our brain and, and keeping it healthy, helping us with cognitive abilities on top of also keeping inflammation down in our body. Inflammation is a big, you know, a big, uh, well, it can help us, but but chronic inflammation can actually cause a lot of issues in our body. So, you know, those those kind of foods, uh, they play a big role. Those kind of you know fatty fatty acid rich foods, especially the omega threes like flax and chia. Right, and isn't it true that processed sugars kind of uh, make that inflammation situation even worse? Absolutely, yeah. You know, sh- sugar. Well, even back to cancer, I mean, sugar has been shown to, to feed cancer cells, and, and sugar is definitely a, 
a pro-inflammatory food. It, it puts stress, uh, you know, it puts stress on our liver and our pancreas, which which causes more inflammation. So, uh, absolutely, and it's definitely a, a big cause of inflammation. Yeah. Donnie, I've worked in bullying prevention for a long time, and I've seen how mindfulness can really help people, whether they're being bullied or they realize that they have exhibited some of these behaviors. Do you have a story that you can share with us where mindfulness would have made a big difference to bullying? Yeah, in my in my own life, growing up, as I shared, you know, I was kind of a worrisome kid, and mm-hmm. you know. I had my shares of, you know, getting picked on or bullying, I, I, I guess, uh, never some, any major fights or anything like that, but there was times when kids, you know, kind of picked on me and it, it would hurt, you know, it would, it would be a struggle. There'd be that one kid I struggled with, you know, in class or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, looking back, I, I think, you know, as I got more into mindfulness and meditation, you know, certain things, and I'm sure you can agree with this, Bruce, is that, you know, certain things just don't stick to you as much when, you know, you have that kind of practice going where you are more mindful and that you have that more mindfulness. And I think that would have helped a lot in these things, these kind of fears and worries that I had of kind of just kind of going in more and and calming down that quietness. Uh, I, I think, you know, a lot of these things that I struggled with probably wouldn't have stuck as so much. And they kind of, I would probably brush them off a little bit more um, so I think that's where that would make a difference, especially when it comes to, you know, kids now, you know, with bullying and, or being picked on, you, you find a certain strength, a certain inner strength when you, you know, work on that mindfulness that, you know, things of life don't really bother you as much. Yeah, that's for sure. And that inner strength, I'm sure that you've taken into adulthood to build your business and to help others. And how have you used mindfulness when you're actually, you know, looking for clients and helping people in this in this health journey? Yeah, I'll tell you, Bruce, probably the one the biggest thing I've learned, you know, on kind of, you know, having my own business is that mindset, it plays a huge role, uh, you know, and I, I, that's one of the things I'm thankful for is, is just, I guess, learning in, in this kind of, uh, my own business journey is that, you know, mindset is everything. And, you know, when you have that certain mindset and you're working on that mindset, it just attracts, you know, those, those clients that need you. And when you have that, the opposite, when you have that kind of poor mindset or that lack mindset, it's just, it kind of, that, that's, that's your reality and it feeds more of that. And, you know, so that's been a big learning process for me, although I've always been practicing meditation and, you know, it's been a whole nother kind of, you know, uh, lesson for me in that, you know, mindset is pretty much everything. There's so many things you could do to kind of improve on your business or to try, but if your mindset's not right, if, if it's not into it, it's, it makes things 10 times more difficult. So, um, it, it plays a huge role in my business. Yeah, I can really resonate with you there. That's yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Donnie, my next questions are part of the multi-mode round. Just short 30-second answers are perfect. Here's the first one. Who is one person who has influenced your mindfulness? Oh, wow. That's that's a that's a big one. Um I, I would say, you know, there's so many. Uh I, you know, I, right now the person that comes to my mind is, is someone like Deepak Chopra. Um, you know, I he's 
he's, uh, you know, he's just been a huge kind of teacher to me. Uh, I, I love the things he speaks about and he speaks a lot about mindfulness and I know he's a big, uh, you know, uh, promoter of meditation and has things like the 21 day meditation challenge. So, uh, you know, I, I would say for him, I, I had the chance to, to get him, hear him speak, um, often. And, uh, so I would have to go with Deepak Chopra. Oh, that's cool that you had a chance to hear him speak. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. How has mindfulness affected your emotions, Donnie? Yeah, it goes back to what I was saying. I think about, you know, growing up, uh, you know, again, things don't really <clears throat> stick so much, you know, of life, you know, life struggles. Of course, I still have them. I, I you know, I'm human like anyone else. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you have that kind of or you're working on that mindfulness, you know, you kind of control your emotions a little more or you don't really wear them on your sleeve so much. And, 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 you know, some of life's struggles, again, don't really stick to you as much. And, uh, so you really kind of try to protect that inner peace, uh, as much as you can. So, you know, I, I try to, I guess, keep my emotions kind of steady, but you know, those are times when we, we have those ups and downs, but, uh, for the most part, I, I, I think, you know, being more mindful, mindful, just helps a lot with the emotions. Yeah, for sure. Tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness practice. Yeah, well, hey, listen, if we go from a health uh, health standpoint, right, we could talk about food, how, you know, eating nutrient-rich foods and drinking water and exercising, but but breath, right, our, our breath is, I mean, we can't survive without it, right? Yeah, <laughs> Some right. of us can only go a couple seconds without it. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's something that, you know, I encourage my, my clients and definitely promote to to get in touch with our breathing and to breathe more and to breathe, you know, purposefully and, and to really concentrate on that. So, you know, I try to get some kind of, you know, breath work in kind of, you know, on a daily basis, whether it be some kind of meditation practice, concentrating on the breath or some kind of deep breathing practice. I think it's so essential because it is that kind of life force uh, that many of us, you know, we really don't pay attention. We kind of take it for granted. But when we get stressed out or we get angry, the first thing that starts to kind of, um, you know, become restricted is our breathing. So it's so important, I think. And, uh, you know, it's something I try to make a, a daily practice for myself. If you could recommend a book on mindfulness, what would that be? Oh, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite books, I think, on this topic is uh, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. I don't know if you got a chance to read that. but Yeah, uh, I really like Michael Singer. Yeah, great book talks a lot about that kind of inner journey uh, of, you know, uh, that we go through and uh, really paints a nice, clear picture of it in, in ways that we can improve on it. For sure. Donnie, can you share an app which helps you to be more mindful? Yeah, well, a couple of apps I've been liking lately. Uh, um, I, I've been liking Headspace, uh, which I think is a popular one for, they, you know, they kind of do some guided meditations on there, some daily meditations. Uh, I think it's great, especially if you're looking to you know, try or, you know, start out with meditation. If you're a beginner with it, it's great. Uh, I also like smiling mind is another one, which I, I, I've, uh, used a little bit and, uh, as well, they have some great, you know, daily, um, guided meditations, real short, but effective. Yeah. Good, good suggestion. Yeah. So tell mindful tribe, how can we learn more about you, Donnie, and how we can connect with you? Yeah, the best place to connect would be uh, over my Facebook group. Uh, that's at lifeinbalancetribe.com. Uh, we have a great community over there. I'm in there, you know, daily, you know, a- answering questions and providing a lot of, you know, health tips and ways that we can become the healthiest person we know. 
but that'd be a great place to to kind of meet and uh, and talk more. So that's at lifeinbalancetribe.com. Life in Balance Tribe. And that's how I connected with you. So it's yeah. awesome to have you on the show, Donnie. I really appreciate you coming on and hope you have a great rest of your day. Yeah, my pleasure, Bruce. Thanks for having me. Okay, take care. Bye now. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.